At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Welcome to the Hornets Hivecast, the official podcast of your Charlotte Hornets. Here's your host, Sam Farber. Welcome back to another edition of the Hornets Hivecast, your Hornets podcast with all the notes, quotes, and daily buzz around your favorite NBA team, the Charlotte Hornets. I'm Sam Farber, and it is a pleasure and a privilege to have you with us here for our player profile of Gordon Hayward, who had his maiden voyage in the Queen City last season, helped steer the team to their first postseason appearance in five years, and certainly the hope is he'll be able to guide this team back into the playoffs and hopefully deep into them in this upcoming campaign. To help talk about the season that was and the season that will be for Gordon Hayward, we welcome back Matt Carroll, Hornets Director of Player Programs. And Matt, I'm interested to get your thoughts in his first season in Charlotte. How do you evaluate what he was able to do individually and how he helped this team in terms of their overall goals? I think Gordon Hayward was sensational. I really do. I think he exceeded my expectations and I think most other expectations too. Some people might say that's what they expect. You know, he's an NBA all-star. He played the caliber of an NBA all-star. But, I mean, he was great from the beginning of the season to the end. And I just think it was unfortunate that he got injured because I think things would have been a lot different on how we ended the season with the Hornets. And he's such a big piece and part of this team. And it wasn't just his scoring. Obviously, he's a 20-point game scorer this season. But he does so much more, you know. I mean, just defensively with his size. He can guard multiple positions. His ability to be a playmaker. He finds guys. He creates things off the dribble. He's got size that pass over defenders. I was amazed, honestly, at just his ability to score the basketball off the dribble. You know, I mean, I was more of a catch-and-shoot guy when I was playing, so maybe that's why I was so impressed. But he's so crafty with the ball, getting into the lane, his mid-range shots, fadeaways, just finds different ways to score the basketball that is really tough, really difficult, and only a couple guys in the world have the ability to do that. He's one of them. And then I think his, his leadership, you know, he's, he's a leader. He's been on winning teams. He's been in the playoffs. 
He comes into Charlotte with a boatload of experience. So he just brings so much to the team as a leader, a player that the young players can look to. He's helpful. He's a great teammate. He's coachable. I mean, he brings all the intangibles that you're looking for to be the leader of your team. I thought it was remarkable how close statistically he was this season when on the floor to his all-star season with Utah. He was about a bucket lower in terms of points per game for the overall season, but shooting percentages right in line, if not a little bit better. He was a little bit better from three with Charlotte this year than he was that All-Star season. About a half rebound, half assist per game better. I agree with you, and to a certain extent, it could end up being a blessing in disguise that when Gordon was out, the team struggled as much as they did in results. Because I heard a lot from other media members about, oh, look at the numbers that Miles Bridges is putting up, or look at what LaMelo is doing, or look at what you know all these young guys were able to accomplish with more shots. And it's true, they put up great numbers, but they didn't put up a lot of wins. And I think the challenge for those young guys is, okay, statistically... I can replace that production, but in terms of results, it didn't happen. And what can I do to get better and should only make them better moving towards future seasons? And then if you add in, hopefully, a full-time healthy Gordon Hayward, if he's able to play 70-plus games in this upcoming season, I think it's look out for the Hornets trying to make a run at not just the playoffs, but maybe a top-four seed. I think that's realistic. And when I think of Gordon you know, with the young players, what you love about a, a star in Charlotte with the Hornets and Gordon Hayward is that he's unselfish. He's not out there at this point in his career trying to get numbers, trying to make sure he scores 25 points a night. Obviously, it's going to happen, but he's fine going stretches with just making plays for others. The defense is focused on him, and he has the ability to make plays for others, which is what I love about a star. You want guys who not only can just score and are superior offensive talents, but really can be playmakers more than just scores and I think we saw that in him and I think for the young players that's the kind of star you want around you because those guys are trying to make a name for themselves and then they want the ball they want to score but when you have a guy who has the ability to get you 30 plus on any given night but also is fine with kind of stepping back and letting the young guys take over kind of reminds you of players I think back to like Tim Duncan you know Tim Duncan was dominant but you know what there was games and you look at those NBA playoffs when he was stepped back and say, hey, come on, young guys. You guys in San Antonio, now it's your time. Now the spotlight's on. Now you step up. And that's what I like about his unselfishness as a, as a leader on this team. Totally agree. Totally agree. Well, Gordon Hayward had a lot of iconic moments from this past season. What's one that stands out to you, Matt, before we uh, talk to Gordon and let him chime in on some of his favorites from this past season? Yeah, Gordon, yeah, he had quite a bit. <laughs> he had quite a few. I think what sticks out in my head, I would have to say maybe in the beginning of the season when he dropped that 40-piece, I think that opened a lot of eyes of like, man, if I, you haven't seen him play much in Charlotte, like this, this dude's for real. I think that was one. I think the game winner in Orlando, huge bucket and moment for him, too, to be known as a closer. Kind of opened some eyes there also. Those are probably my two moments from Gordon. And he'll give it to Gordon Hayward on the logo. Hayward holding for the last shot, one-on-one with Fournier. Left-handed dribble, into the paint, off the bump, the lay-in is good! Seven-tenths of a second to go, and the Hornets get all the way to the 10, and Gordon Hayward makes it a two-point lead for Charlotte. I think I would maybe look at that 44-point game he had at Atlanta. I think the Hawks, the way they finished the season, are kind of looked at as that ascending team in the NBA in the Eastern Conference. But the Hornets had their number when Gordon Hayward was on the floor. So I think that game stood out for me. Gordon Hayward passed up the three. 
Hawks wanted to travel. Hayward off the window. No, got his own rebound. Put back. Yes, plus the foul. Gordon Hayward with the hoop plus the harm and a chance to make it a two-possession game once again. And then just in general, the team's record, they had a top-four spot in the Eastern Conference. They had a winning record when he was on the floor, and they didn't when he wasn't. So I, I think just his overall impact on this team, while this past season might end up being known for dealing with COVID-19 protocols or the emergence of LaMelo Ball in terms of who had the greatest impact on this season, in my mind, there's no question it's Gordon Hayward in terms of impacting winning and losing. Yeah, I mean, when you think about when, when Gordon was healthy and he was rolling, you know, the Hornets were sitting in fourth place in the East. And that, that wasn't a fluke. It was earned. They were beating teams, and that's where they belonged. And when Gordon got hurt, you know, obviously the team took a step back and dropped. But I think, you know, losing him was the major difference, you know, with this Hornets team taking a step back. But when he was healthy, this team was rolling, and they were legit, you know, top four in the East when Gordon was 100%. Well, coming up next, we're going to hear from the man himself, Gordon Hayward, joins us next here on the Hornets Hivecast. Be sure to check out the Hornets Fan Shop at Spectrum Center, now open Thursday through Saturday from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. Check out all the newest Hornets gear or grab a new pair of J's. It's an easy trip on the light rail, or you can shop from the comfort of your own home 24-7 at HornetsFanShop.com. Sam Farber here with you on the Hornets Hivecast, and now joining us, the man himself, Gordon Hayward. Gordon, thanks so much for taking the time today. Yeah, thank you. You told us at the start of the season what drew you to Charlotte in part was the opportunity to help a younger team take that next step, get to the next level. I know there's still bigger goals to achieve, but for year one, getting a franchise that hadn't been to the postseason since 2016, how successful would you say this year was? Yeah, I mean, I think it was an up and down year for us as a team. I think certainly the way that it ended is disappointing, both for me individually, for our team. Frustrating to not be able to, you know, help us there at the end. You know, but I think we were right there in the mix of things before I, you know, got injured and certainly in the fights there at the end we had you know not just me go down we had other people obviously too and so through fighting through some of that adversity to still give ourselves a chance I think that was good and I think we're heading in the right direction a lot to pick from I'm sure but what was your most memorable moment from this past season most memorable moment you know we've had some good ones I think for me the game in Orlando is probably the most memorable moment just a game-winning shot and us kind of going in there and silencing they actually had a little bit of a crowd too that game which was rare so kind of uh, being able to do that was was a lot of fun outside of that personal play for you is there one moment from the team in general or the season in general that stands out as a, another shining moment for Hornets basketball I mean Miles's dunk on uh was it Capella I mean that is one of the best in-game dunks I've ever seen live, you know, seeing being here to see that. So, I mean, that that was incredible. He's And he's, he had a, the other thing is he had a lot of those moments, but that one for sure stands out. Clearly a unique season with the COVID-19 protocols and health and safety protocols. Hopefully this will not be back a year from now. But what's one thing you might miss about the way this season was conducted? Something new that had to happen for health and safety protocols that you wouldn't mind sticking around no offense but definitely the media you know not having you guys kind of write on us after games is is actually kind of nice you know i know the fans want to hear from us and so it's it's something that's part of the game but as a player sometimes it's difficult to come you know right from the game and get asked a bunch of questions and kind of have cameras and microphones in your face so you know that's definitely something that i enjoyed about the covid i resemble and understand that remark 
How about one thing that you're glad it won't be back, God willing, hopefully, will not be back next season? Yeah, the, the testing, hopefully. I hope that's not back. I think as NBA players, and certainly for me as somebody who went to the bubble as well in uh, last summer, I think I could probably say I'm one of the most tested people in the world. You know, we get tested twice, sometimes three times a day, and have been ever since I, you know, was in the bubble. So it's it's draining to have to do that, and uh, especially on off days or days you don't have to come in to still have to drive in at night to go get tested. I, I hope that is gone. Finally, looking ahead to the future, there was a pretty stark difference in terms of the team's record when you were available to play and when you were out due to injury or otherwise. The team was above 500, top four seed in the games based off your record and winning percentage when you were available to play. What are your expectations next season with hopefully the, the schedule a little bit more back to normal, not as uh, tightly congested of a schedule, hopefully healthy and further development for this young core? What should expectations be? Yeah, I mean, I think we want to improve from the season we had this year, certainly make it into the playoffs. Uh, we are right there on the cusp this year, but we got a lot of work to do to get there. And this offseason is going to be a good offseason for me individually, for the rest of the guys too. we got to attack it. And um, it's going to be really exciting playing in front of fans again. Can't wait for that. And, you know, I'm ready to get to work this offseason. Gordon, thank you so much for your time today. And we really appreciate your time and wish you all the best in the offseason. Thank you. Back with more in a moment here on the Hornets Hivecast. Hornets fans, the buzz is building. For season ticket packages for the 2021-2022 season, call 704-HORNETS or visit hornets.com to chat live with a season ticket representative. Lock in your price today. Sam Farber and Matt Carroll, the Hornets Director of Player Programs, back with you here on the HHC. And Matt, we just got to hear from Gordon, and maybe a shock, there weren't a lot of other players who said this, but, you know, I resemble that remark, but I do understand it, Gordon, saying he didn't mind not having to talk to the media after each and every game. (laughs) Yeah, I get it. That's something I think that has been different, and I think for a lot of players, there were some nice things about it, meaning that, They were able to get out of the arena a little quicker, I guess. And that makes sense. And I think somebody like Gordon, after every game, when you're averaging 20 a game, you're going to have to talk, (laughs) right? The media wants to hear from you. And they got questions for you. And and a lot of the wins and losses fall on you. So maybe from him, it might have been just a little refreshing break to not have to deal with so much after the game. Well, and I think, and I never heard him say no. And he did a lot of one on one pieces, personal interviews, both with us on the Hornets Hivecast and just in general. So it's not as if he disappeared, but I think just having a little bit more team control, more of that playoff, go to the podium type atmosphere rather than, hey, you just got off the floor. Let's put 20 microphones in your face. Taking that away, I think, uh, might be something that sticks for the better for media coverage of the NBA looking ahead. Speaking of looking ahead, well, actually, let, let's talk about you know one more thing that he brought up, his favorite moment personally from this past season, and that was the game winner against Orlando, which really stood out to me because... Just in general, Gordon was a part of a lot of game-winning plays, and his decision-making, his ability to get downhill, get to the basket, put some pressure on either a defense to risk fouling him, officials to maybe make that call or allow the seas to part and allow him to get a a relatively easy lay-in, at least easy for him, for a game-winner against Orlando. And also we saw him make a lot of really good assists, let the defense collapse around him and make a pass-off to a Terry Rozier or an open man to knock down a big shot. I thought as much as clutch time was Terry time, for a lot of the season, Gordon Hayward having the ball in his hands was always a good decision for the Hornets down the stretch. Uh, great decision. And I think with Gordon's ability to get to the rim, 
as you mentioned, to play downhill and his ability to shoot off the dribble, I mean, it's tough to defend. And I think anytime you got a player that's shooting over 84% from the free throw line, close to 42% from three, and, and gosh, he's just a little bit under 50%, I believe, from the field. I mean, his numbers are, are, are spectacular. So he does it from everywhere, threes, twos, free throws. And I think his focus this year, what I noticed also was just drawing fouls, getting to the rim, getting in the lane, picking up fouls, getting to the free throw line. That's huge. You get to the line a little bit in every game, that makes getting to 20 points a little bit easier than when you have to rely on everything to be a two-point or three-point shot. I think the hope for the future is the continued development of LaMelo Ball, of Miles Bridges, of P.J. Washington, of this young core of the Hornets will alleviate some of the pressure on Gordon Hayward to have the ball in his hands as much as he was required to to help the team win. Certainly you want the ball to be in his hands a lot. That's part of the reason he's one of the most highly paid players in the NBA because he can handle that kind of pressure. But just to continue to develop those other options. But Overall, I think the biggest question for Gordon moving ahead, and this is hopefully a a disappointing coincidence for him as much as anyone, just his ability to stay healthy heading into the postseason. This is two straight postseasons now where he has not been able to really play last season for the Hornets and the one prior for Boston. What do you see as the best thing the Hornets can do, that Gordon can do, to ensure that through a long and grueling season, he's there for the most important games other than just some better luck? Yeah, I have to say, I think some of it, Sam, is just it's fluke. I mean, it's, it's bad luck, right? And injuries happen when you least expect it. And I think that's been the case through a lot of Gordon's career. But I think all you can control is what you can control. And I think that's this offseason, this summer, spending a lot of time in Charlotte, working with the sports performance staff with Joe Sharp and all the staff here and with the Hornets coaches on the court. And I would think that's going to be Gordon's, you know, focus, you know, doing all the extra work to prepare his body. And then when you do all that, there's no guarantee. But I think Gordon's a pro. He knows how important this next season is to him. I know how bad he wants it. I know how disappointed he was when he had to end his season early this year. So he's going to be extremely hyper-focused this offseason to make sure he is 110% ready to go next season, doing everything he can to prepare his body, improve on different things this year, and be ready to go. And I think if you have a healthy Gordon Hayward, a lot of success is going to come. And I think we can't discount the amount of chaos that came into really the last two seasons. Not easy to keep your body in tip-top shape when you don't really have an offseason. He tried to play in the bubble for Boston. It didn't quite work out for him. He gave it you know, everything and more that he had. Just was not in the cards. Then has a truncated offseason where he had to make a big decision, elects to move to Charlotte, had to move his entire family. That's not easy, I know from personal experience. And then the season where you have restricted access to the facilities and all these limitations placed upon you, I think having a normal offseason for the first time really since he was in Utah when you go back through all of his injuries, we're only going to see the best version of Gordon Hayward moving forward, I believe. Yeah, you mentioned all the challenges that he faced and others faced with this unusual offseason last year, this season especially, previous seasons. So I think discussions with Gordon lately is that he just wants a normal offseason. He just wants to be healthy and able to work as hard as he can all offseason to make sure that next season he comes in ready, healthy, and better than before. My last question for you, Matt. I've said throughout this last season that LaMelo Ball represented the ceiling for the Hornets in terms of how good they could get. You know, the, the quicker he developed, the further they could potentially go. And Gordon Hayward represented the floor, as in 
the more Gordon Hayward is out there, the higher the floor for this team was. And the floor was pretty good because the team was in a top five position when he was injured and they fell all the way to 10th when he was absent, losing two out of every three in that last 24 games that uh, he was hurt. When you look at where the floor will be for the Hornets with a healthy Gordon Hayward next season, where do you think expectations should be? I think they got to be top four in the East. I believe that you know wholeheartedly. I think this team was sitting in fourth place before Gordon Hayward had his injury, and I believe they have the potential with another offseason and seeing the young players develop and improve over this next summer. So I think it's got to be top four in the East. I think that'd be the first time since, I guess, the last playoff season that the team was anywhere near that type of contention. Would be a great place to get to. Hopefully Gordon Hayward and the Hornets can get there. Matt, thank you for joining me, not just on this podcast, but on all the ones we've had on this start of the summer. I know it took a lot of time out of your day, but uh, we appreciate you joining us and helping us break down not just Gordon Hayward, but several other of the Hornets from this past season. Always a pleasure. And thanks to all of you for tuning in as well. We've got much more Hornets coverage throughout the offseason so make sure to keep your ears peeled on the Hornets Hivecast. Thanks for listening to the Hornets Hivecast. For more coverage, visit Hornets.com.